This is Frame of Reference, a podcast where two homeschooling parents unpack our perspectives on varying topics related to parenting, education, and the absolute fuckery of our nation. I'm Takesha, and this is Shanice. Uh, our pronouns, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, mine are she, her as well. Uh, um, I, I always toy with if you want to do affirmations, but I'm not an affirmation person. So. <laughs> um, but it sounds like something positive to do when you're... You uh, my affirmation is generally stop caring, so I don't... <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you that one. And know um, me is to understand that. So yeah, fair. Uh, okay. So usually we do like what's going on and stuff. Uh, we kind of um, are trying something new, where we are virtual. Uh, we are both trying to see if this is something that we can sustain and be interesting to not have our kids in the background. I will say it feels really weird to me. <laughs> um going on so what's going on with you that you want to share we did we kind of debriefed a little bit but if you want anything that you want to share with the podcast people no we are recovering from a week of sickness that started i guess last weekend took everybody down one by one start off my husband because he always brings the things into the house Mm -hmm. uh new plan on the table when he is sick he is to sleep far away from everyone else (laughs) you need some thieves oil just to spray him down as he walks into the house every day (laughs) so that's us we didn't get to do much last week uh so yeah we're we're doing this week we're doing all the things we were planning to do last week so we're Mm. playing catch up a little bit yeah anything on a personal level like anything going on with you specifically outside of like your family ailments nope um no i've Uh, been trying to get up and be functional mm. for the last few days it has not worked so i've done nothing and it's not sickness at that point it was just a combination of wanting to do nothing and Mm. then being accustomed to doing nothing Mm. uh, and not being able to pull myself out of it. I did get to the point where I was sick of television. Mm. So that's always a good thing. (laughs) I need something to binge. (laughs) I'm like, my eyes could not take it anymore. (laughs) I feel you. Yeah, I'm I've been in like a really weird rut lately. I just I've been trying I've been working on this if you follow me on Instagram, I've been working on a a thousand piece puzzle, expert puzzle that is it was supposed to be a way to distress de-stress, but I'm like I don't want to say learning because I knew these things about me, but like exploring my emotions and stuff. I like want to throw every time I get fresh, I want to throw the whole puzzle. <laughs> And I'm like, well, don't do that. <laughs> so it's like reteaching me like how to have patience for things again. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. It's helping me like kind of explore what's wrong with my emotions, why I'm like all over the place. You know, I got a bunch of things going on. Um, my father is sick. I still got mother issues. Uh, <laughs> um, my kids are 
exploring new personality thing, like everything like so it's just a lot of things um every on a daily basis being a community organizer you know i'm frustrated with how we have to like do backflips to like get people to engage in certain things so yeah my emotions are just all over the place but the puzzle is really helping me a little bit i guess even though i keep saying it's not help it's not doing anything because i'm more frustrated but as i sit there and think and i kyson and i had a little bonding moment today because he helped me with the puzzle and i turned on some alicia Keys songs and sang to him (laughs) that was kind of fun but yeah so we're getting there um the kids are getting into um spanish a little more so that's cool too um see how that spanish class goes you know i asked sisha last week um afterwards how she thought i mean considering the changes how she thought that it went and she was i uh, ultimately i guess fine mm-hmm. um yeah the yeah, sitting i don't have an opinion one way or another i guess yeah the, the kids that were sitting there like my kids and your kid because uh, i sat with them I was just, okay, let me tell you, let's talk about this for a second. This, uh, so, the one who is Spanish speaking sits in the room with the other kids who are more advanced, which I would argue that the reason why some kids are ahead than others is because you didn't plan this correctly. And then the white woman who is not Spanish speaking is sitting there and she's supposed to go over the alphabet with them. So they're doing this activity where the beginning is like, she says a letter and they have to write it down. So they're all kind of confused at certain letters. And then she proceeds to ask the guy who's sitting at the desk, how's your Spanish? And he's like, oh, she's like, you want to come sit with me? And I was like, she's like, I need help. I'm like, what do you need help with? She didn't know the difference between H and J. So she's like, which one's Ache and which one's Hota? I was like, H is Ache. And I'm like, I can help you. (laughs) But even, I feel like... (laughs) I feel like all of it is confused then into what they're trying to do because, okay, I feel the same way about the alphabet in Spanish mm-hmm. as they do in French. As oh, they, when they take English. out letters? How do they take it No, out? but that it's cute to know. But ultimately, singing the alphabet is not going to teach you mm. to read yeah or pronounce mm-hmm. or speak spanish so it's a cute thing to know um yeah. just like the abcs is a cute song to know it's not teaching you anything it's not really useful yeah in anything other than saying this is what this letter is called yeah I'm like, so i feel it, like i mean it's cute but also if you want them to advance to something this is not the thing to spend extra time on and it's not even how you're, because you went from teaching them the alphabet the first time and then showing them vowels. And at first of all, you went immersion at first, because like she was introducing herself in the class and the kids are like, I don't know what nombre means. <laughs> and I'm like, she's asking you your name. You have the lady translating who's very confused as well. And then you go, because we're, that was what, week four, right? Uh, last week was week four. Yeah, yeah. So you went from that to like then teaching them body parts, and then teaching them. I don't. I don't know if they're trying to get in the sentences or whatever. But first of all, I think that's going way too fast for what's supposed to be a thirty-minute class. Mm-hmm. 
And then you come back and it's like, well, they don't know their letters, so they're behind. You didn't help them. <laughs> you what does help- learning the letters have to do with wh- what is it that you were trying to do? Yeah, because you're going, then she had all these sheets trying to catch them up, but they're behind because this was supposed to be an intro entry level class for you to introduce them to Spanish. So teaching them their, eye, like their body parts and all those other stuff is, yeah, I don't understand what the point is. Like to me, some of the stuff that you're trying to teach them so fastly, I didn't even think I got in Spanish class in school. Like you're just jumping around like, Oh, now you know this. Now you know that they're not going to leave. Right. So like that's that's what I mean. Like there's, (laughs) there doesn't seem to be any real plan here. And then you have those other two girls who were in the class who are, who are only being, who are only there because they're forced to be there. And they kept getting up. And at some point she was like, well, I'm not going to force you to sit here and be part of it. If you want to go tell your mom something, go ahead. And I'm like, well, that's also the problem. I'm not saying you have to force her, but you're actually like, you don't care. You don't even care if she learns anything. So <laughs> if you don't care and you don't know, you, like you don't even know the difference between H and J, Ache and Hota, you don't even know which one is which. Why are you here trying to get them, advance them along? <laughs> I could have done whatever the activity she was doing them. I could have done it with them. And then she gave up at some point. Cause she's like, Oh, well they don't even know the letters. So, but you didn't teach them the letters. You said the sound and then wanted them to know it. Okay. If they don't know it, shouldn't you teach them now take out an alphabet and point to, like, what are you, what, why are you here? <laughs> but yeah, so that was weird. So that's um, just backstory. We're taking a what six week, the kids are doing it was signed up for a six-week spanish class at a library and it's at like six o'clock at night it's supposed to be 30 minutes and it's been like 45 minutes to an hour except for this last session was like i really think everybody just gave up <laughs> because they had the the ones that are far behind are in the library area instead of in a private room so they're distracted more they can't like you're you don't really care so they don't really care and then two of the kids don't want to be there so it makes it less but i feel like even i mean far behind in terms of what you haven't set any exactly standards here and again is this supposed to be an academic class because that was not made clear is this supposed Mm -hmm. to be and if it is supposed to be an academic class then you are failing in that regard too because the age range is from first to third grade and while i will always make the argument that kids don't need to be clustered with people the same age and the same birth date or born in the same year there is a big difference Mm -hmm. between seven-year-olds or six-year-olds because depending Mm -hmm. on your birthday is when you start whatever grade Mm -hmm. and nine-year-olds yeah also there's a huge difference especially and then especially when you're not even giving them the chance to assist or share with each other mm-hmm. what they may or may not know. Yeah. And you didn't have a prerequisite because like some of the kids in the class seem to have already been taking Spanish. So of course they're going to be ahead of kids who are being introduced to this. And I mean, at the end of the day, my kids are um, more engaged in learning Spanish than they were before. So gives us that but it just it just seems weird so if yeah i don't know what the the overall goal was for the class (laughs) um 
outside of span. Like I just pulled out some. I've realized I had especially some because for three weeks they were cards. fine. Mm-hmm. They were the only ones consistently showing up, and it was yeah. fine. And then to have all these other people show up, and it's now you're behind. But but behind. Yeah, they were with you the whole time, <laughs> every week. So you're behind them. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, so it's six weeks and it seems like people could just sign up and just come as like, it's not like you have to commit from um, session one to session six. So you're just dropping in. So if it's a drop in, then why are you splitting people up? You obviously didn't care about what they were getting out of each week. I don't know. We'll see how this week goes when this next one comes up, but it's free. <laughs> I tell my sister, so, she's like, like, I don't, <laughs> you should complain. But also, like, I, this was not meant to be an academic class. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were an academic class, then I would be filing complaints with somebody. Because, again, the alphabet is cute, but it's not going to help you with nothing. So, yeah. Like, it's, it's not. That's why uh, I thought they did it the first week and that was it. Like, okay, we're moving right. on. So it's like, I mean, like, both my kids do Rosetta Stone two or three times a week because mm-hmm. that's what they want to do so how is it then to make it is probably very much past what you're actually doing mm-hmm. honestly i feel like, like they you know what i mean like time. there's a lot of and then they were doing uh my kids a few years ago were doing a different spanish curriculum like there's lots of ways to go about mm-hmm. teaching spanish yeah. none of them are present here so <laughs> i'm confused yeah I would argue that you would probably spend more time teaching them numbers than alphabet because they get kind of trickier, you know, like in at least stories in context stories, because yeah. it's the library. Yeah. Or, oh my God. Yeah. Colors, fruit, like other things that they can learn like in Spanish, like the body parts is cool, but I feel like they only did that once. Like we, oh, at least we know like, I uh, random uh, thought. <laughs> The, I don't know if I put it in the blog post, but make it's like uh, one third stories. What's that? It's a podcast, but it's like, so they do a story, they do the story uh, bilingually. So it's half mm. in English and then half in Spanish or half in French. Um, and then at the end, they give you like a, a brief translation of what the words were if you didn't get them in context okay but it's a and they're short stories they're like 10 minutes or something like that but my kids for it's interesting because i have one kid doing spanish and one doing french and so we listen to the stories back to back so it's usually the same story Mm. um in english and spanish and then in english and french so they both listen to them back to back so that's been kind of fun for them yeah i I need that i need that because i have what's the app that I'm about to pull out my phone just to look real quick. Hopefully it doesn't make that feedback sound. What is this app that I have? This is the supposed to be good for learning um, Spanish. Uh, Duolingo. Duol, Duolingo. I didn't like that for kids. Or not for non-reading kids. Yeah, but that's what so I was like, say. Keegan uses it for her French. She uh, um, practices French when she feels like it. Mm-hmm. She really likes it, but I could like, yeah. they would I mean, need I, to make a I don't know. I don't know how they would do that 
for yeah. non-readers. I like the challenging of like how I was like it gave you like incentives to keep doing it uh-huh. and to build up. And then I got like once I got off that path, I didn't go do it again. But they have a podcast and they do similar thing. But I felt that it was taking me out of the story as well because I was you know because I'm like well I'm not this advanced. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. more immersion. Um, yeah. They're not explaining they're giving you the context right mm-hmm. so they're throwing the words in in context yeah. uh in the middle of like kind of like spanglish like it'll be thrown in mm-hmm. in certain places um but they give you the breakdown at the end yeah that's so good if you want to listen to it again mm-hmm. then you can do that but it's not taking away from the story yeah i need i need stuff that at least like different levels so i can like meet me where i am in different ways especially with the kids because now it's like i'm not so concerned about myself but if i if we're learning together so that sounds like something we could try uh, well okay so what else do we do we have our book club thing that's coming up next month um i have read like the intro <laughs> I, know, I suck at reading books we're reading simplicity parenting do you want to give like a maybe a little um scenario um, synopsis of what's um, simplicity parenting is about um it's literally what it sounds like um <laughs> giving you um concrete i guess ideas and tools about how to simplify i think most aspects of your life and your parenting life to make mm-hmm. um the concept is to give your child um, a pared down experience. So you're not just giving choices, but you're giving meaningful choices and not being overwhelmed by choice or overwhelmed by uh, stimulation in any one area. So it starts kind of with giving the why you would want to do this, what that might look like in context. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes through different areas. So it goes through, it starts with like, toys and books and then it gets into like paring down your menu your food choices Mm. in your house and then it goes from there so i guess minimalist parenting in a a sense (laughs) that sounds like the direction i need to be moving in um i mean we've we've talked about this of doing like like i've reduced their toys not because of the book but in general because too many options makes more of a mess. So it's like, oh, if you have less toys, then maybe you won't be as messy. So it's worked out for us a little bit. And the rotation part is pretty good. So, I mean, I think we're already simplistic with food, so, but I need to get on reading it because I, I like being given more ideas and, you know, maybe affirming some of the things that we're already doing. Um, but that's a book we're reading um, as a group. The plan was, is to discuss it in... March. March, yeah. Um, we meet every second Tuesday of the month. I don't know what we're meeting for March, but this the coming up one for February is at my house, and I bought a bunch of um, books that have uh, curse words in them that seem fun. Two are not. Oh that my great. god! I haven't done any. <laughs> I have not been able to do any of the coloring in my planner. Oh. Oh, you're bringing because that. Because I've been sick, <laughs> so I am. Yeah, I'm super backed up. Uh, I brought this because um, the color. I have Prisma color pencils from my design school days, 
and I was going to give them to somebody's kids. And then my kids are, have been really bad at using crayons and markers around the house. So I was like, Oh, how about you guys use these color pencils? Because at least I can erase those a little easier. What it is, my kids struggle with markers too. I don't know why. Well, it's mostly Kyson, and Kyson is like a graffiti artist in the making. So, you know, my walls <laughs> are their faces. I don't understand the, the desire to draw on your face and body. Like, uh, it's not makeup, dear, and it's harder to come off. But yeah, the color pencil, I'm like, at least we can erase that. And, um, I gave them my Prismacolors, and when I go to use them, like, I love the assortment I have, but I don't know, it's because they're old, like, it's, they have to sharpen more, like, they're dwindling down, so I was like, you know what, these are theirs now, I need to buy myself a new set of color pencils, and then, so I, I bought this roll. I don't know, something about, I guess, having to retop things, make sure they're closed, and, um, oh, yeah, um, oh, they that really too. struggle. They've always struggled with Marcus. I don't know why. Oh, that's a, yeah. That part annoys me too. Like I'll be like, Kyson, what? I have a random black cap for a marker just sitting on my <laughs> in our dining room. Like, I remember asking you guys, where is the cap for this? Like, they just don't end up on them. But yeah, so markers and uh, well, that's what happened. Uh, the sharpie, um, Kyson being able to find a sharpie is how we got in trouble with him writing in the library books. My child wrote Ohio in the Ohio book and Tennessee in the Tennessee book. Yeah, I thought we were going to get fined for that. We did not. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So, okay. So we talked about goings on. We're not going to do straight up affirmations, but you guys know Shanice's affirmation. <laughs> um, we've been talking about, oh, things our kids are getting into. Um, We've been doing emotion, uh, feelings wheels and talking about emotions more. You guys, you said your kids are exploring boundaries a little more. Um, do you want to give us an example of how that's working out for you guys? They're exploring boundaries in defining the way that looks uh, is in terms of defining what their platonic relationships and friendships look like Mm -hmm. and what is okay with them and what is not okay with them Um, and determining if something that looks like a friendship or started off as something that looks like a friendship is worth keeping or Mm -hmm. not. Um, And most recently they have decided on not, uh, for some people and they've been quite taken with that uh, decision Mm -hmm. and are not showing any signs of regret (laughs) or anything that looks remotely like regret. (laughs) So I was going to say, so we had a little, we're not going to go into details, but we had a little incident like, dust up in our co-op or whatever and i think now that everybody is really getting into this so i wanted to highlight some of the books that um we're using and uh i don't have it like i'm looking at a um my post on instagram and i don't have the actual name about it but the one all about is it called all about boundaries the workbook that you suggested i think it's actually over here because it was in the pile of stuff to get to last week and we did not yeah so uh, 
yeah it's all about boundaries teaching children about drawing the line yeah so uh, we can put that yeah we can put that in the show notes because that will be helpful for people who are looking to explore more boundaries if you're following my personal page you might see it on there um the other book that i like a lot is let's talk about let's talk about body boundaries consent and respect it teaches kind of like the body bubble like your personal space that's good because there's there's like visuals and it's very straightforward i can explain it to my five-year-olds about please stop touching my bound like (laughs) my boundaries and did you touch your sister without consent and respect and all those things and then it also talks about having like a list of safe adults to talk to and they it's kind of funny because I think the first time we read it, I was like, oh, that is a good idea to have somebody that's not a family member, but we don't really have many, like, I mean, we have community, but I don't, it's not like my kids talk to our neighbors, you know, <laughs> but now it's just being able to like explore that a little more. And then there's another book that I like called, What Does It Mean to Be Safe? She has a whole bunch of series about what does it mean to be kind? What does it mean to be present? I know, um, yeah, I was saying how she didn't like some of those books with the safe one. I thought it was pretty straightforward. And, you know, I liked how inclusive the books are so your kids can see themselves in the book. And then on top of that, like I said, we had some issues um, with our, in our co-op of defining, um, it's not consent and boundaries, but defining relationships or like, how to be treat how you want to be treated in spaces so a book i recommend my sister got me was um the universal declaration of human rights and that helped us to kind of build with the kids like what it is to have like a document or some type of like file on um you know our rights and our like co-op and the rules and guidelines that we're going to create or have and how all humans should be treated and respected the book is like i don't know if it's from the 90s but the declaration of human rights i think we realized it was from the 70s so some of the language could be better and because it like when it describes like men having the right to marry women we're like i'm like uh, <laughs> a little edit there you know people can marry whoever they want to as long as they're consenting age because you know all that and then it goes into like how children um are part of that too so yeah it could be amended a little bit but it's a good place to start with the kids um and then like i said we did a feelings wheel and we talked about emotions and i put them on postcards and having the kids pick one and us like exploring that emotion has really, really opened the kids up to being more expressive. And I think we're on a better path to, cause we've said that in our co-op, we've been like kind of um, weighing heavily on your kids, having um, really good uh, ability, emotional intelligence to be able to describe how they feel and what's going on. So that's the goal for the rest of the year to try to get our kids up to speed on that. Um, but who to think, yeah. what else do we usually use? So we use the OWL curriculum, which we've talked about before. We've used yeah. it for, uh, it's, 
I think most people refer to it as a sex education yeah. uh, curriculum. And it does, but it talks, again, a lot about what relationships look like, what mm-hmm. healthy relationships look like. Um, it does talk on, uh, I'm trying to think, maybe not as much in the K through one book, but certainly in the, the next level up, they talk about relationships and friendships mm-hmm. a lot um, and what that looks like. It's kind of it's kind of funny when you think about how schools separate some things out, but like yeah, once you get into body parts and then get into sex and then relationships, they are all connected. You know, it's kind of weird to separate subject and th- certain things you should learn. They all feelings, emotions, all those things end up intertwining. <laughs> we also talk um, used. Ooh, what is it? I think it's called social skills uh, mm. activities for kids. I think it's. Um, Let me write that down. I'm gonna I, that. I can see the picture in my head. It's like a cartoon cover mm. with three kids in the front. I think it's Natasha Daniels LCSW. Um, I think that is the author. Okay. At least that's well, the picture that's coming to my head. Um, and that this. also is very much um, about not just friendships, but like meeting people and the appropriate ways to enter and not enter a conversation. Mm. Um, (laughs) And, you know, like, and it talks a lot to things about considering where you are, considering where another person is, when that is relevant in a conversation how to not just like, oh, I'm listening to you. Tell me this thing happened to you. Let me tell you all the things like this that happened to me mm-hmm. without you caring or asking or needing, like mm-hmm. how to appropriately engage in conversation. Um, so that one is good too. And I think the other one is um, that we use not as much, but we've talked about it from time to time, use it from time to time is how to take the girl out of anger. Mm. and that oh you're gonna have to send me a list of all these i can't remember who the (laughs) author is but i know it's free spirit publishing oh you know that this reminds me of um nadira uh the crunchy yumi she posted a blog post about um daniel tiger Mm -hmm. and how the um the songs from daniel tiger helped her feel with something i'm like oh we need to reintroduce daniel tiger because (laughs) yeah that one is that one's a little hard for me because you know it's free spirit publishing is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like (laughs) in terms of a publishing company and the Mm -hmm. you know the the font is as you all have heard me say before font matters um oh my god yeah the font there is leaves a lot to be desired but it is easy to read through in a story-like way with kids. You can do just like a couple pages or like a chapter at a time. And it focuses on like how to, one, acknowledge that you're angry, mm-hmm. um, what that might feel like in your body, what that might look like in your body. Um, and then how to go on from there, like acknowledge mm-hmm. the anger and then, and then what? Okay. That's a, yeah, we need that. I need that for myself. <laughs> I'll tell you, this puzzle is helping me with that. <laughs> like, oh man, I'll tell you a little story about 
me going to Times Square for New Year's Eve. And we go, we went to like Fridays and we went up at eight and then we came down and then I realized I had to use the bathroom and we were like at the front of the line. Did not know that if I got off the path and went to the bathroom that we would not be able to get back on. It was one of those things where every time we walked down, like every time there was like a uh, blockade, so it would send you down like, let's say five blocks for you to get into the crowd. And as we get like three or four blocks, I'd give up and get mad. And Greg was like, we're almost there. We're almost there. I'm like, no. So I turn around and he's like, oh, we're almost there. I did that like five times. We were so far away. <laughs> and we would like never do that again. I was like, if I know what I know now, make sure you figure out how to use the bathroom if you're getting there early and all those things. And it was like a really warm um, January, like December, whatever day. And I just remembered that my anger just got the frustration and the not ability to like process that just got the best of me. And it was, it was horrible. We were so far back, we couldn't see anything. And it's like, never again, never again. <laughs> but yeah, but that's my, um, my moment. Whenever Greg and I talk about things, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that moment right now. I'm trying like, I'm with the puzzle. I'm like, I'm trying not to give up or destroy my puzzle because I'm frustrated and try to like maybe take myself away from it and all that stuff. But yeah, emotions in this house is really, um, how about now? I, I was thinking of another thing when you were talking about communication and how to not use, you know, your own story. <laughs> I'm like, I do that all the time. I relate to people in that way, but I can understand when you have to read the room and maybe your, your experience is not necessarily helpful for somebody else's. And a story for me would be, mm -hmm. um, I have fibroids and when I was at my, I remember being at an OB and every time we talked about my fibroids, she'd tell me about hers. Oh, that's nothing. Yours are only the size of a quarter. Mine were the size of a grapefruit. I'm like, yeah, but you're bothering me. <laughs> like you feels like you're trying to like discredit my experience because you feel like you had a worse one. That's not helping me, but yeah. In case anybody needed examples. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, uh, what else? Um, I don't know. What are we doing on time? I don't know how long we're into this because I feel like we can kind of wrap it up there unless you want to get into the um, your blog post that we had that we had as our main, main topic. It's not showing me. It only, tells you, it only tells you when you're out of time. I um, guess so. Well, I know um, we started in the 20s, maybe. Okay. So, so. I mean, we, we might have some time. Okay, let's see how let's see how it goes. So you wrote a blog post about, yeah, 321. So yeah, we have some time um, about cursing, right? Mm -hmm. Did you, do you, do you want to like give like a little synopsis of that and see if we um, can? So... I forget what the original trigger was, but I, I feel like maybe back in the fall, uh, there were a couple of things going around. Or it seemed like um, in every group, every couple of weeks, there were a bunch of things going around. What do you do about cursing? What do you do about this? What do you do about that? Um, especially, particularly in like the respectful parenting groups. And I think part of this is like a dare for people, right? So it's like, oh, you believe in positive parenting, you believe in respectful parenting, 
but you won't respect your kids on this. I'm going to give you examples of, of how you cannot respect your kid. And it's like, no, no, still respect my kid and my kid curses and it's just fine. Yeah. Um, we think of that episode of um, Blackish that we both talked about one time where they tried that as an act, bro tried to allow the kids to curse and then it was like this whole other thing. Which is like, well, that's not how it always happens. <laughs> no, but also when you, if you suddenly stop doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. There becomes a novelty period yeah. of no matter what the, the topic is. Mm-hmm. There's a period of novelty um, in which, yeah, I'm going to try all the things. I'm going to see what the actual line is, what the actual boundary is, and I'm going to push. That's mm-hmm. for anybody in any situation. If you're in a college classroom and the professor goes, you know what? I think you're old enough. I'm not going to stop taking attendance. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this. And they announce this like midway through the semester. You can guarantee pretty much for the next few weeks, there's going to be like two people in the class because mm-hmm. everybody's going to try and see how far they can push it. Yeah. That's like, just how people are, right? And the reason why sometimes teenagers are like toddlers and that they're pushing boundaries, trying to figure right, out. Right, yeah, but like adults too, and it's yeah. like this is this is the natural thing. So if you oh, just stop, why smoking, diets don't work for me? <laughs> why, and it's the same thing when people are like I spanked my kids for 15 years, and then on their 16th birthday, I had this <laughs> come to Jesus, and all of a sudden, I just I announced to yeah. my kid, I'm going to stop spanking, and I, and then. And they went buck wild. Yeah, now all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> this is why positive parenting doesn't work. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, your kid is testing the new boundary. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> this is just what's happening. Anyway, so my kids have never had the issue because my kids have always been allowed to swear. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not been a thing. Um, and because it's not been a thing, it's not a thing. Yeah. But the blog posts really talk about, it spoke to that a little bit, but it was more that for a lot of the people that were saying they don't want kids cursing, um, and all groups, the consistent response was, well, this is a thing. And I'm not talking about people that don't swear at all. Mm-hmm. I'm about people that swear themselves or feel like there's nothing wrong with swearing, even if they don't themselves swear, mm-hmm. but feeling like kids shouldn't swear. Um, and the consistent thing that they would say is, well, this is a thing for adults. Okay, so my question is, what makes it adult? Mm-hmm. What is adult about this thing? Define adultness mm-hmm. in, in relation to, to swearing. Yeah, because it's not the same um, thing as like sex where like right. you, can't give in, you can't give informed consent as a child for marriage or sex or whatever. With cursing, it's kind of like... Right. And so time and time again, when you push back on that, what is adultness? People are like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just is. And you you understand that's not an answer. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, And so we would get back to the point. uh, And I had this conversation time and time again, because I asked in another, in in a set of, I'm saying maybe five or 10 groups, um, and we would always get to this point in the conversation where people go, I don't know. It just is. This is the way that I grew up. And it's like, okay, but if you're parenting, if you're making decisions for your child based on things that you don't know or don't understand, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. Is yeah. that fair to your child? Is it fair to you even? Mm-hmm. But does that make sense? 
Yeah, you are allowing someone else then to parent your child based on feelings you can't even explain. Mm-hmm. Because it's taboo, not for some cultural or um, historical reason. It's just taboo because it is. Right. And the words have changed over time. So it's mm-hmm. not even like this specific group of words mm-hmm. has been consistent. Yeah. It hasn't. Um, and I would argue that they are much more vulgar and crass mm. uh, and reprehensible things mm-hmm. coming out of the mouths of your president and your politicians and mm-hmm. your like on the news regularly mm-hmm. every day. So what is it about these words that require adult that are require some level of adultness? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I never really got an answer, mm-hmm. uh, which was telling in its own right. Mm-hmm. and disturbing <laughs> yeah i always say like I, I have a much bigger issue with the um like stupid and dumb and everything like that as opposed to like shit or something like that especially if the kid is using it correctly my kids are have been exploring repeating curse well not now as in like today but our experience with cursing is that they've experienced the like they try to explore the word because they know it gets a reaction and that's what they've been playing with or like somebody says it so and my husband has had like bad react like negative reactions to them cursing and i think i was doing the thing of like reacting because i knew he would react so then we came to the conclusion that at least he shouldn't punish them. Like it's, uh, it makes him uncomfortable. He's not ready to deal with whatever, but I'm like, we shouldn't be punishing them for cursing because they're exploring language. That's not fair. Um, so, but now, but like I said, the, one of the things that's uncomfortable for us now is just the fact that they like when they're using it wrong or like um, using a word that you don't understand. Like I'm ready to like be like, okay, let's talk about this word. What does it mean? Why are you using it? Go for it. But Daddy's uncomfortable, so now we have to. So some out of the things that the people were, would yeah. say were like um, people who actually gave an answer, mm-hmm. whether it was a good answer or not. I lean towards not, but mm. some of the people who actually gave an answer would say, "Well, cursing it is an adult thing because you have to know time and place, and like, but you have to know time and place." in regard to any number of things that my kids had handled just fine Mm -hmm. my kids never believed in santa claus but when they were briefly in school they knew not to go talking to Mm -hmm. kids about how santa claus isn't real my kid is not sitting your kid down in the middle of the park telling them that jesus is not real like this is okay so talk about time and place we went out for my husband things of time and place that are easy to understand so we went out for my husband's birthday we went to raymond's in montclair and i'm sitting there with my family time and place in your own whatever this um not couple but two men who were having a meeting had their lunch and then they proceeded to sit there and talk they were fine eating and not really talking but then they got into conversation and i'm sitting next to them and jonathan is across from me they cursed the entire meeting f-bombs all over the place and i'm like well you know in these rules shouldn't you time and place you sit next to a family of children should, like so adults don't have that all the time they don't discern like oh maybe right. we should lower like they got louder like i like i heard the whole conversation 
and their whole meeting or whatever. And Jonathan, I don't know if he looked really uncomfortable. I didn't acknowledge it because I was like, you know what? They have the right. They're in a, it's a public space. They can do whatever they want. But time and place, if we're going to make that argument, adults don't have it. <laughs> Here's the other thing. So when, when you said Jonathan looked uh, possibly uncomfortable, what that brought up to me is what happens, I find again, when people are limited and what, or children are limited in what access, what they have access mm-hmm. to, right? Is that for a lot of people and a lot of times um, to hear people loud that way and to hear them swearing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not accustomed to hearing that or seeing that, and again, you're not saying they were swearing at each other, right? They were mm-hmm. swearing in conversation yep. with each other. Mm-hmm. Is that when you see that and you're unfamiliar with that, it can feel or look like fighting mm-hmm. for people that don't have access to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you need to throw your kids access to any and no. everything, but no, cause that was my childhood and I don't <laughs> recommend right. that either. But these people are talking to each other. This mm-hmm. is the way that they're talking and they're not doing anything. They're not fighting with each other. They're not yeah. doing any, but that can look like fighting or that can feel yeah. like fighting. But For if people, I was to co-sign the culture of whatever, like respectability, whatever, I probably would have been like, excuse me, do you think that you can like, but I honor that they have the right to do, you know? Right. Yeah. I think the yeah. other issue is, or not even an extension of that is that people would go on to say, well, you know, like if my child is in school or if my child is in mm. church or if my child is whatever and they curses, then the consequences may be too great for them to handle. And my question is, if your child is in school, if your child is in church, if your child is with a friend um, and the consequence for cursing is going to be that great why is that a school a church or a friend you want to have your child around yeah (laughs) to me no that's fair yeah and that's and that could go for other things your your kid may can be like hell i think i'm a bad influence on people because hey i might have you thinking for yourself and some people don't like what other people think for themselves and assert themselves or whatever so you can be a bad example or uh for any number of reasons that anybody can make up and decide. Right. And I, I, and I think it's fine for people to say, well, the rule is at this place, there's no profanity. When we go to Sesame place, it is on the posted, mm-hmm. the posted rules is that there's no profanity. So that's mm-hmm. what it is. If you're going to go to church, then maybe your church needs to have some posted rules that there's no profanity. Like I don't. Yeah. And also people who I, are none given- of this explains why this is an adult thing. Yes. People who are given this bodily autonomy don't actually go just misusing it all over the place in the way that we make it seem. Like I mentioned the Blackish episode where they showed that Bo let the kids curse. The kids were fine. It was Even when if she they w- did, that's yeah. their right to do so. And you yeah. don't have to like it and they don't have to care. This yeah, is but- the other thing I tell people. And this is the part where I, I really push back on people um, and it has the potential to get nasty in some places because people would be like, well... What if, you know, other people decide, I tell my kids that other people don't like it and could decide not to be their friends. So you want your kids to do things, to live their lives based on the way other people feel about the choices that they make Mm -hmm. and to adjust accordingly. 
Yeah. It's not like it's your like kid this... is 16 teaching a four-year-old a curse and the kid right. is going around. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and if, again, if that's the way you want to mm-hmm. raise your child, you have much bigger issues than cursing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was saying about the boat, like the um, uh, blackish thing is that they, they show like the black, the white kid cursing at his mom that Bowden experience so that the other thing is like people are like if I, I don't I, I have that I'm going to use my self example I'm nervous about my kids cursing because I don't want them to curse at me but there is a way to discern that like when I first started cursing I was cursing at my mom my mom cursed at me so she set the precedent you know like uh, and I felt like that was my way I mean not really at her but like cursing in a sentence towards her to like get my get attention or get a rise out of her or whatever if you're teaching your kids from the beginning, I don't feel like they'd have that necessity to like call you out your name or disrespect you because if you're doing this and you're building it off of consent and boundaries, then those things are built into that. If you're letting your kid run wild, but also they can curse. And obviously like, I feel like those two things don't match up in the way people think they are. And what I was telling you before is like using the example of, um, listening to fair the free child and listen to Akilah S. Richard's daughters and they are having grown people conversations and using grown people language and they seem fine (laughs) it works like it doesn't make me uncomfortable or any of those things yeah like I don't I don't have any experience of my kids cursing at anyone really i barely Um, hear your kids curse barely (laughs) if ever but i mean at the same time they say things to me in conversation um that they're saying to me in conversation Mm -hmm. that i know that bother may bother people who are walking by but i don't care that's none not of the business yeah. things. Like if i'm talking to my kid and my kid tells me like no that's bullshit well okay well she probably bullshit like mm-hmm. that's her experience of that thing i don't yeah and they and then they have kids, cool. kids who are like, and mean, it's it's also not even cursing because kids who are expressive in general who can um, own their own emotions get whatever have you seen this video of the little girl who got, who got the a perfect attendance pencil Mm-mm. they mentioned it on the read so this little girl gets in a perfect attendance pencil and another girl in the class steals it she takes I heard it. about this but i didn't see it yeah so you look at the video and she's expressing her annoyance with the girl taking it and everybody the 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 problem is that people are describing her as being sassy or whatever but she i mean yeah but also she's not being sassy she is expressing herself and being mad and she has the language to get you to understand that this is not okay it ain't her pencil it's my pencil i earned it and it's just like you have a problem with that even so you've seen this little girl stand up for herself you have a problem with that so whether she's cursing or whether she's just using her words and telling you how it is you still have a problem with that because at the end of the day you want people to be docile you want them to like um what's it called bend to you and talk to so where that makes you comfortable and when someone doesn't do that then all of a sudden it's this whole big whatever so i'm like that's why i mean like i said my kids over here aren't over here cursing to whatever extent but like i'm still 
getting beyond like my feelings about it and at the end of the day i'm like if they start i don't have a problem with their dad does so we have a headbutting in it but we did come like i said we did come to the agreement that he's not gonna punish them he could be like okay this is why this makes me uncomfortable but i don't know what's gonna happen when they get a little older because i feel like i'm just like well that's the word they wanted to use (laughs) um yeah it's it's hard over here but I don't know. I I don't understand how we get to a certain place in a lot of things in our society outside of it being control. So much of it is just um, colonialism, which people don't want to acknowledge. Um, yeah. And that's what it is. Like, uh, the, it's respectability yeah. that stems from colonialism um the children being oppressed people yeah they they absolutely are Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing right because there's a whole bunch of people who feel like women shouldn't curse right and so like when you start getting into who should curse and when should when they should curse and uh, it's not ultimately it's acceptable for Mm -hmm. men in the company of other men um Definitely not for children. Mm-hmm. Definitely not for women, etc., uh, etc. Et and like, mm-hmm. I'm not playing those games. <laughs> how you curse? Of how you make me comfortable in a space? Like my comfortability should matter the most. Eh, yeah. And if well, your experience of the world is wrapped up in what I'm doing, then you have bigger issues mm-hmm. than this. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. So, um, recommend reading Shanice's blog post, giving us some feedback on how you feel about cursing. Open, maybe open up your mind a little more to cursing. I know that's on my list. Um, well, my list is everything expressive expression in general and getting beyond like the, the control or whatever and those things. But yeah, like I said, your kids, I know you love your kids are cursed, but I never, not that it's a, not that I would have a problem if I did, but I barely hear them like, going around on like playing with the other kids cursing and swear like how people would tell you it happens like (laughs) um so you know um all right so i i think we're good i am kind of impressed with this session let's see if we can keep it up for another one (laughs) all right all right. Well, thank you for listening to us. This is going to be our third season. I don't know. Maybe we'll try to stick to the 10 or maybe if this works out, we can bust out more. I we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, our, to our 12 listeners out there, <laughs> we're going to get a better, um, what's it called, image for our thing. And maybe we'll start promoting the podcast a little more. Maybe there'll be no kids screaming in the background in 2020. Yeah, I think. 